Welcome to the More Happiness, Less Suffering podcast. I'm Casey Howe, Senior Meditation and Dharma Teacher for Inside LA. And I'm Dr. Monisha Vasa, Psychiatrist. In our little podcasting studio in Orange County, California, we bring wisdom from the couch and the cushion to your real-life questions and struggles. So grab a cup of tea and join us. We're, We're so glad, glad you're, you're here. here. So welcome back. Today we're going to be talking about a topic that frequently comes up for both Casey as a meditation teacher and myself as a psychiatrist. Um, and that is this question of effort, when to push, when to rest. So we'll be diving a little bit more deeply into that in just a minute. But first, I'm going to read, uh, it's a paragraph, not really a poem, um, but it's by Mark Nepo, who's uh, one of my favorite authors and poets and spiritual teachers. The name of the book is The One Life We're Given. All our efforts to get close to the world only ready us for the intimate kinships that are always near. This is a form of shared grace. Effort only readies us for grace, as grace can never be planned or willed only entered. In essence, the journey is to understand and personalize how effort is the teacher and friend who leads us into grace. Effort at its most fundamental level is just that, the commitment to try, to work hard, to give our all, not knowing what the outcome will be. Trying hard and giving our all without knowing where that will lead is also a working definition of faith. Life has taught me that, regardless of what we face, effort and faith will lead us into the larger stream of life that holds us. And being held by the larger stream of life is another way to describe grace. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, so I, yeah, like as you mentioned, this comes up a lot for me. Mm -hmm. like when do when does your practice or anything that you're really going after? It might be an exercise routine mm -hmm. or something like this. When do you want to push, and and when is the right thing to do? More uh, self care, mm -hmm. and obviously, I think one helps the other. But what I see most of all is is the judgment piece mm. that when we do practice like wise resting, then there's a judgment like, Oh, I shouldn't be or, or whatnot. But obviously mm. we need, we need the rest mm. and then we need to, to go ahead and, 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 and push forward mm. mm -hmm. with that said, especially in the meditation world, as of late, there's been a, a big push on resting hmm. and, and, and self-care. And obviously we live in a world, not in a world, but in our um, society in, in the mm. West here in, in Southern California, it's like go, 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 go mm. and, and, and high stress, right? Mm -hmm. And so people are working long hours and then let's say you, then you're supposed to fit in self-care too and it mm -hmm. becomes another to-do list, yes, right? So we're, then we're going to, Go work, 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 and don't forget to meditate, and don't mm. forget to eat right, and don't mm. forget to prepare your meals, and mm -hmm. don't forget to get eight hours of sleep, and yes. don't forget to and journal, do, and don't forget to journal, <laughs> um, and work out. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and, mm -hmm. and and everything, right? Mm -hmm. And so we need we need that that 
self-care part. Mm. But one thing that I, I do want to say is that yes, and meditation is difficult and it takes a lot of discipline. Mm, mm-hmm. Working out takes a lot of discipline. Mm-hmm. And and if you're going to progress, you need to balance that mm-hmm. that out. And mm-hmm. I have a uh, a little story from Joseph Goldstein, but I wanted to see if yeah, you wanted to Well, I just actually had a question something. about yeah. what something that you brought up which is you know what you mentioned that in the meditation community there's more value being placed on rest. I think you said wise rest maybe is the term that you used. I'm curious to know sort of in what form, like what that looks like in the meditation community when rest is encouraged or, or being valued. What what does that look like operationally? Well, actually, I think operationally it looks a lot like the, the instruction for practice, mm. which is non-judgment. Mm. Because that, and, and I and I mentioned that where the, the the pinch is, it's not so much um, this this uh, resting or or pushing. It's this judgment that comes when we when we can't anymore. Mm. And so this this whole subject matter of self care, mm. I would say, more than anything, like this resting mm. would be self care, mm. and self care uh, actually. It's, it's in there with the meditation practice as well. In mm-hmm. other words, we can't just push, 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 you know, and mm-hmm. then and expect to have this infinite practice where we're always uh, motivated to meditate and, and, and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. What happens if there's not motivation and sometimes you really need to take a nap mm-hmm. and just say, I'm just, I'm just done. Right. And, and it's okay if you if you miss a meditation, or I like to say, don't miss a meditation, just do one breath, mm, like mm-hmm. instead of just missing it, mm-hmm. and then think that you you kicked ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's yes. it. Yeah. Like you just did one breath. It's not like oh, I didn't do my forty five minutes that I wanted right. to do. It's like no, I did my I did my mm-hmm. minute. Yes, I did my breath. Yeah, and th- and that's great. Yeah, that's good enough. And yeah, that, sometimes. Yeah, and that builds resilience yeah. if mm-hmm. we if we break ourselves down. Like oh, I didn't do this, mm-hmm. I didn't do that, and then we break ourselves down. Mm-hmm. Then what? You're right. It's all about longevity of the mm-hmm. practice, the sustainability. And I tell people, I I don't care if you're meditating forty five minutes a day now. Mm-hmm. I want you to be meditating at least five, 10 minutes, five years from now, mm-hmm. like having that continuity with your practice. Right. The consistency is really yeah. important. I think that comes up a lot with, um, for me, I think about, you know, some of the residents that I work with doing this physician health work, you know, residents obviously have this crazy intense schedule and oftentimes have, you know, kind of type A personality traits and are used to really kind of going all or none, you know, really pushing themselves. And it's challenging because that that mindset has gotten them to where they are in many ways, right? So there's there's been a reward for that type of effort and pushing and drive, which the reward has been, you know, the appearance of success. You know, I've gotten to residency, I've made it to being becoming a doctor. So we learn that that type of behavior maybe starts to feel like a positive thing. Like if I work my ass off, I'm going to get to where I want to go. But what we find with these residents over time when they're hit with stress and they're hit with these crazy work hours and these intense patient situations 
is that oftentimes that same mindset no longer is working, you know, and they hit burnout and depression and anxiety. And so oftentimes when we talk about the need to rest or the need to back off a little bit or to take a break, oftentimes what we're talking about is kind of all or nothing thinking and um, also small steps. Like these are the two themes that often come up. It's like, okay, you need to take care of yourself. You might not be able to sleep eight hours tonight, but can you take a 20 minute nap to catch up on some rest? Or you may not be able to hit the gym tomorrow for two hours, but can you go for a walk for 20 minutes? You know, like where is that balance between mm-hmm. um, the effort and the surrender to what your body needs? Um, so kind of breaking down that all or nothing thinking, I think sometimes can be helpful. And also just seeing that, yeah, there's sometimes very small steps that we can take. We don't need to go all the way for the marathon, we can just do a little bit, you know, and that's what you're saying about the meditation practice. Like even if we don't do 45 minutes, we can do five minutes every day, or we can do even less than that one conscious breath. Um, But it's a practice, you know, it's a practice to find that balance for yourself because, you know, as you said earlier, when are we slipping into maybe some laziness or maybe not trying as hard as we could, you know, and we're always trying to gauge that for ourselves. Yeah. 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 I like to use a statement for myself is just move towards, mm. just move towards it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I can't accomplish this whole thing and I have resistance. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to start. I'm going to move towards. Mm. And what gives me energy is actually doing it. Mm. The motivation doesn't come before Yeah, for me. It's like I start doing something and then, and then it ramps up. You know, mm-hmm. from from there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joseph Goldstein tells a a cool story, and this is kind of looking at the art and science of, of meditation. There is a, one of the seven factors of enlightenment is right effort, mm-hmm. right? And this is a very very important important step uh, in our practice. Is this is this right effort? Uh, and he tells a story of being in India. I believe he, no, he was with Goenka mm-hmm. and I don't think it was India. And he was with Goenka and they started at 5 a.m. in the morning. And he was going to the 5 a.m. sit, but he was too tired to actually sit through it. So he would just go there, try to get there actually a little early so he could find a place by the wall mm-hmm. and find a seat by the wall. And then he would sit and go to sleep. Hmm. He would be like five ten. He'd be asleep, mm-hmm. and so he did this day after day. And then his mind, which is like the hindrances of hindrance of doubt, his mind said, "You know, you shouldn't even go hmm. to five a.m. Skip that one. Have breakfast. Go to the second sit, and you're awake and you're good. Right? This is tricky. Mm-hmm. So on one end, on one hand, you could say it'll self care. Yeah. Right? On one one hand, the other hand." you know, is discipline mm-hmm. and which one, you know, should he, should he choose? And he said, you know, I'm actually having more effort by going and sitting and trying, mm. even if it's for a minute, if he, even if I sit down for a minute before I fall asleep, I'm, I'm doing more than, mm-hmm. than skipping it all together. Right. I'm going to keep going. Mm-hmm. So he kept going and day by day, he sat longer and longer until he was sitting through that whole first session. And for the rest of the retreat, it was not a problem. Mm. 
a good example of how to to really watch the mind. Yeah. He didn't necessarily need to sleep more. Mm-hmm. Again, he was on retreat. Pretty low consequence if you're tired mm-hmm. or whatnot, not in re- regular life mm-hmm. and, and this types of things. So really just pay attention to the mind. And I think it goes back to compassion. Mm-hmm. If we're coming from a place of love and compassion for self and others, that's going to be a much easier uh, way to gauge success because you mentioned that you know this other this other gauge of like I'm going to go to this and this mm-hmm. and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. Mm-hmm. I want to go over here. Mm-hmm. If I want to move towards more compassion, more kindness for myself or others, mm-hmm. what's the most compassionate thing to do? Yeah, and sometimes the most compassionate thing to do for our our own our our psyche overall is to reach liberation. Right. That's the most compassionate thing mm-hmm. we could do. Yeah. And sometimes reaching liberation from our own uh, suffering, our own mind, that takes discipline. Mm-hmm. So in that mm-hmm. way, he's like, ultimately, yeah, my body might be sleepy, mm-hmm. but I'm suffering mm. overall. Right. And And it takes to overthrow those habits of mm-hmm. delusion. It is going to take mm-hmm. some energy. Right. 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 Yeah, I find that that often comes up, you know, in my world, like sometimes with my patients, for example, you know, I think about some of my patients who struggle with addiction, you know, and they're struggling, they're having a hard time, maybe they're having a bad day or they're struggling with some depression or anxiety. And what feels like the kindest thing in a given moment might be to reach for a drink or to, you know, and, Mm. and but when you kind of go beneath that and you ask, well, is that really the kindest thing that you could do for yourself in that yeah. moment? You know, I know that feels like the path of least resistance. I know that there's the power of addiction or habit behind that. But if you're actually asking yourself, what is the most compassionate thing for myself and others? Is that really right. what it is? You know, and so sometimes I think we we do have to really ask ourselves that question, you know, Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes I think there might be an answer that initially appears, but really is kind of a false answer in some ways. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it goes back to what is my, what is my motivation? Mm -hmm. What am I moving towards? And Mm -hmm. from that place, how is that decision being made? Mm -hmm. Because that could, Look at to, that could really inform our decision one way or the other mm-hmm. with with what our is our intention mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and of course like it always goes back obviously to like I'm okay mm-hmm. if I don't get this or that I don't need to kill myself yeah you know I'm okay right. as long as we're eating and right it's not a matter our basic of sur- needs are met yeah yes. it's not a matter yeah. of survival but a lot mm-hmm. of these things that we push for are more ego driven mm. and, and, and this and that. And mm-hmm. so we have to just wait it out. And I guess the, the other thing that I will say is that there are times, let's say for, for yourself, med school mm-hmm. or things like this, that are really big pushes and they're extreme. Yeah. yeah. They are extreme and you're just not going to get around it. Mm-hmm. And overall it could lead, you know, there's, there's going to be times when there's more balance yeah. you know, to balance that out. Mm-hmm. So there is going to be extreme, like 
whether it be a retreat when you're doing mm-hmm. these very intense, you know, Vajrayana vi- visualization practices, mm-hmm. it's like quite intense or mm-hmm. something like that. And there's a time and a place for that because mm-hmm. you know on the other side of it is a goal that you really want or mm-hmm. uh, you can have more, more balance later or something right, like that. Right, right, right. Yeah, sometimes I think just knowing that in the bigger picture, there's going to be a balance, you know, then in the moment you can sort of push yourself, you know, perhaps a little bit more than you otherwise Mm -hmm. would knowing that, okay, I understand, again, the intention and the reason Mm -hmm. for which I'm doing this. Yeah. Where it's leading me is meaningful enough to me for me to... Yeah, undergo this. You yeah, know. and it's actually fun. You know, they, they talk mm-hmm. about good stress. So mm-hmm. athletes or something that they're mm-hmm. training, and yeah. it's just they feel so alive yeah. and so amazing. Mm-hmm. Or musicians or entertainers, mm-hmm. people that are living their passions, mm-hmm. and they can run off of that passion. Yeah. And and they they've done these studies, and it's not stressful. Yeah, for for them in the same way. Yeah, I wouldn't so, put med school in that same category. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 You but know what I, mean. I know yeah, what you mean. It's just, yes, it's yeah. just to to have a balance when we're looking mm-hmm. at it. It's not all just mm-hmm. one one view well, of like, right. oh, we we got to do it just like this. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, it goes back to overall in life. Yes. What's my intention? Mm-hmm. Compassion for myself and others. Right. 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 Move into some kindness, mm-hmm. which is the key of perseverance mm-hmm. and strength. Because mm-hmm. if we right. go around you know, judging each and every moment and every failure, mm-hmm. it's not going to lead to re- resilience. Yes. Yeah, it's like it's interesting how kindness and love and gentleness and mm-hmm. tenderness a lot of times is put in the realm of weakness. Of weakness, <laughs> yeah, and it's the only thing that mm-hmm. keeps us in the long run resilient. Yes. You see people yes. who don't have it and try to stuff it, and then later mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. You know, that that opens yeah. up again, but I find it's probably at least for myself one of the sort of I guess the closest. Um, what's the word? If I try to really purify my motivation, right, it comes down to that at mm-hmm. the end of the day, you know. So it's like that's you know the desire to you know be kind, be compassionate, love serve you know it's like it could be seen as weakness but it's also the only thing that keeps me doing everything that i'm doing day in and day out you know it's like that's that's where my motivation and that's what defines my motivation yeah Um, mm -hmm. and what i love about it about service and 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 offering kindness to others and this Mm -hmm. and that is that it's doable yeah (laughs) it's achievable like i think like I could sit on the 405 freeway and give kindness to others mm. energetically. Yeah. And then I can go somewhere and just be kind to opening the door for somebody mm. or smiling at a restaurant or you know anything mm. like that and I could feel a sense of like oh I'm on purpose today. Yeah. And it doesn't matter where you are, you can be kind anywhere mm. in whatever profession or right. or whatnot. Correct. You could help each other out. And, yeah. And and in if not, you, you could even do it as a meditation, obviously, mm. energetically, without even being with anybody uh, yeah. physically. So yeah, it is attainable mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> Feel a sense of success. Yes, absolutely. So, all right, cool. So I think we'll move into a, a little meditation. Mm-hmm. And yeah.
So as we say, if you are driving, listening to this podcast, you will not be meditating with us in the same way. (laughs) Keep your eyes open on the road, all that good stuff. But you could hear and listen and take it in verbally. And if not, allowing your eyes to close. And remember, there's ultimately nowhere to go. Nothing to do. You already are what you're seeking. And even knowing that, it takes a little bit of effort to become effortless. And so notice the effort that it takes simply to be aware. To be aware that you are alive and breathing. Notice that there is a little bit of effort to wake up when the mind drifts away. And there might be a little bit more effort to sustain the wakefulness in this moment. In this moment. In this moment. And notice that you may leave awareness, but awareness never leaves you. And using as little energy, as little effort as possible. To stay with what is. Sitting. Breathing. Being.
and wishing this stillness, wishing this opportunity for all beings everywhere to find the effortless state where they already are calm and at ease. May all beings everywhere with that exception, may they be happy, may they be free from suffering.